You made it to the Hidden Gems podcast, the podcast that highlights the journeys of small business owners, entrepreneurs, and creatives through conversation, interviews, and storytelling. Tune in every Monday for a new episode where I drop major gems, or at least my guests drop major gems. Let's do it. Let's go. All right, so uh, for those of you who don't know, this is my friend, Coach Cree. She has been on the show before. She is a social media fitness and lifestyle influencer, and she is a mom, and she is a working mom, and she is a mompreneur, and this girl literally does everything, like marketing, like I don't know. I ain't never seen nobody with the, a big like social media uh, platform like this, but sis be out there. So Cree, go ahead. So today we're going to talk about postpartum depression and yes. how it helps fuel your business. You are one of two people that I know who knows that they have postpartum depression. So Absolutely. it was Absolutely. important for me to talk about this because I, it's not something that I have experienced, but I know a lot of women do experience it. You might be surprised when I get into the signs of postpartum depression, you might have suffered and not even have realized it. Um, So I looked up some facts because I want to come to y'all with the real and not just my experience. Like this is what I found from the Department of Health. So 50% of mothers, that means one out of every two women suffer from some form of postpartum depression. A lot of times we just call it the baby blues, Um, but 10 to 20% have a more severe form uh, that interferes with their way of life to the point where you might not want to get out of bed to the Mm -hmm. point of you about harming yourself or harming your child or just not doing things you used to um, enjoy doing. A very small amount deal with postpartum psychosis, which is rare, but that's the point you can still recover from. When you have the postpartum psychosis, that's when you get into the experience of wanting to smother your child or drown your child when you're giving them a bath and things that are more severe, but you can still get help even if you have those thoughts. It's not your fault. There's there's resources to assist you. You just have to be real with yourself and real with the people around you so that you can get the help you need. Some signs of postpartum depression are restlessness, anger, irritability, I didn't say that correctly, irritability, sadness, crying a lot. (laughs) Still can't say the word. Um, (laughs) They know what you mean. (laughs) E for effort, Um, worthlessness, guilt, uh, fear of hurting your baby or yourself, Um, overly worried about the baby. Like I was in college and I used to have a baby monitor, but I still used to check on her every five minutes. I kid you not while I was studying to see if she was breathing. Like (laughs) I was obsessed with making still breathing and not getting um sits sits is scary though Skids is sick like especially your first child you like are are they okay is your chest tearing them down like (laughs) and you know i work in childcare, so like i've been no like we sits is all we ever really like we not all we talk about but we get a lot of training on it so before i had kids i was already obsessed with sits (laughs) like i already knew yeah it's scary so that overly worried about the baby headaches Okay, I'm gonna get into the physical symptoms, which kind of made me be like, wait, like that's wild. Postpartum depression can physically like affect your body. Headaches, chest pains, rapid heart rates, Hmm. um, tingling in your hands and feet, shallow breathing. Also, low energy is a sign of it. 
um, feeling like you're still pregnant, like that first and third trimester, that low energy can be a sign of postpartum depression. Trouble sleeping. Um, I, I have real bad, you know, insomnia. Uh, poor eating habits. Trouble focusing. That mom brain might be a sign of something. People name all of these little things quirks, but it's, it's, it's really serious signs that you need to pay attention to. Also, the last but not least, something that really hit home for me that something was wrong, little interest in the things that you used to enjoy, including sex. Mm -hmm. So a lot of women write things off and blame the baby when your hormones do not readjust to how you, you don't recover from a baby for almost two to three years. Right. And that's a fact. I study exercise science and dental hygiene. I have taken classes on neonatal care and it, you give so much trying to nurture this child and you do. And think about people who have twins and things like your hormones are so heightened and so out of whack that you do not recover for almost two to three years. Yeah. And that's take care of yourself. Right. And so many go back to work too soon who don't have the help they need. And they're doing everything. They don't eat as much as they should. They don't continue taking their prenatals. And you're literally in a deficit for years. And then think about the women who have babies back to back. So your hormones were already Me. trying to recover. And now you have two under two. You didn't even recover from the first pregnancy. And now you got a second pregnancy that you're dealing with. So many women, like, they don't even realize they have postpartum depression. And something that I'm dealing with personally is men can get postpartum depression too. Right. Who knew? A lot of people don't talk about postpartum depression and they don't talk about how the fathers are affected from it. The father can have postpartum depression and the mother doesn't. Because fatherhood is an adjustment too. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it affects everybody. If you adopt a child, you can have postpartum depression. If you miscarry and you don't even fully have a baby in your home, you can have postpartum depression. Yeah, for sure. Eating. You can have postpartum depression because I breastfed both my children. Mm -hmm. It was really shocking to me that one, men can get it, and two, people that didn't even carry a child, like adoptive parents, can also have postpartum depression. Because a baby changes your life. is You're never the same after you have a child. And most people aren't ready for how their life changes. It's not like you could just go to your room and have a break. No, that child literally wants to cling to you every moment of their life. Like, until yeah. they're ready to walk away, until they're ready to be independent, you're an extension of their life. And most people aren't ready for that responsibility. They think they are. Even if you plan a child, you can still have postpartum depression. So it's so many things, regardless of how your economic status, or if you had no complications, like, you can still suffer, and most people don't realize they're suffering. The scariest part for me is I didn't realize I had postpartum depression until my daughter was almost one. Mm. I thought I was out of the clear. That's what's so crazy. I was still in college, so I was on grind mode, but literally a month after I graduated, I was so depressed, and I didn't understand why. And I was like, dang, you know, I did this. I had my baby. I finished my last two semesters. And I was supposed to be planning her first birthday. And I was like, I was at, I was having days where I didn't want to get out of the bed, didn't want to shower, didn't want to brush my teeth. I have a, had a whole dental hygiene degree. Didn't even want to brush my teeth in the morning. Like didn't want to brush my teeth at night. Didn't want to do little things that I love to do. And I was just like, you know, let me go to the doctor because like it was a sex thing. I dreaded having sex because I didn't want to get pregnant. 
And I was married, but it was just like, yeah, I really don't want to have kids right now. And even my daughter, like her energy, she could feel it too. And I wanted to get back on birth control. And then it was like those series of questions, like, you know, and my doctor was like, I think we need to have a more serious conversation. And I'm just like, I have postpartum depression. I didn't think I had it because she was 11 months old at the time when I was diagnosed. So that's what was so crazy to me. I'm like, dang, you can get postpartum depression this late in the game because I didn't think I was suffering for months. It was literally that shift of her birthday's in July and I graduated in May. And between then, like it hit me like a pound of bricks. And I was just like, you know, something's not right. And it, it could have been a combination of postpartum depression and graduation depression. And just, you know, I was really becoming an, an adult and it was nothing like I thought it would be. Hmm. But luckily, I knew myself well enough to be like, hey, something's not right. I know what I don't want. I'm not ready for another child right now. So what can I do to help myself and prevent that? And I never took medication for it. I'm not really a medicate all of your problems type of person, but I did talk to therapists. I did start back doing what I love because I wasn't working out at the time, mm-hmm. but I started I to believe. leave. Out. <laughs> yeah, that's what, so, so that's what really got me back into working out because I had all this weight on me and I, I really didn't do anything because I was so focused on graduating that I wasn't working out for those two semesters after having a child. And it was the middle of the summer. So I'm like, let's just start getting some sunshine, some vitamin D, because we're both vitamin D deficient after, you know, having a baby and breastfed babies need more vitamin D. So we started walking around the neighborhood and I realized one lap around the neighborhood was half a mile and I was out of breath. Mind you, I ran track my whole life. So I'm like, (laughs) let me get this together. So I made a challenge to myself every day this month, I'm going to go walk half a mile, eventually half a mile, but mile. And then I started slimming down and I'm like, okay, bet. Like I'm back feeling like myself, feeling good, feeling better. One mile became two miles, two miles became four miles and just so on and so forth. And then they built an LA fitness uh, across the street from me. So I'm okay. like, oh, like she's a year old, you know, she's easier to deal with. She doesn't need to be breastfed every two seconds anymore. Let me get back into the gym. And that's what really got me like feeling like myself again. When I stepped back foot into the gym, I remembered who I was because after graduating and just being at home, I wasn't using my degree. I was doing nothing but being Harmony's mom. I kind of lost sight of who I was because Mm -hmm. I didn't have my identity as Cree anymore. I was just Harmony's mom 24 hours a day. And at 23 years old, that's really hard to deal with. Like out and about and all you do and all you see in your life is being a mother Mm -hmm. and my husband he worked every day he got to leave the house but for me I wasn't having any outlets until I started taking that that walk around the neighborhood and she was in a stroller with me so she got to enjoy that time and she I literally walked her to sleep every single day I realized how much she loved the stroller Mm -hmm. and I didn't really know that because before then I was either in class or I was at home studying so I didn't know she liked the stroller in the first place so it was little things that me getting back to what I enjoyed helped us bond together because now y'all see her she's four years old and she likes the she still loves to be outdoors yeah she still work out with me and it was just one of those things like I had to remember as long as I'm taking care of me, I'm taking care of my child too. Right. And it's okay to walk away and go get that hour or two in the gym. Like that, that's not being a bad mom. That's being a good mom because a, you can't be a good mom. If you're constantly pouring from an empty cup, 
Exactly. I was just about to say that. <laughs> yeah. Like, it doesn't matter if you're with your child 24 hours a day. If you're not happy, if they don't feel good around you, they pick up that energy. You need to walk away sometimes and replenish. Yeah. That's okay because one day your children will leave you. That's just the facts of life. Right. But when they leave you, you can't be empty as a person. You can't feel like, because like my mom dealt with that. My mom had me at 17 and when I graduated and went to college, like, of course that's what she wanted. Her and my father always put me in opportunities to make sure that I exceeded and I didn't end up like they did, even though they have a great life. Right. They still me at 17. And I realized like how much my mom took care of everybody else. Like she cared a lot when me and my sister left the house. And she used to ask me, I was like 20, 21, when you having kids? Like, woman, Dang. what? <laughs> like, I just started I, drinking. Her boyfriend, <laughs> what you mean? So, <laughs> I'm out here dating. I'm trying to be like Lori Harvey. Like, what you mean? <laughs> kids. Like, like she, she turned 24 today. Lori, keep going, girl. You, you're doing it for everybody. Like, right. You're doing it for the team over here. Okay. <laughs> yes, check. <laughs> And check, yes, let's go. <laughs> like, that's what you're supposed to do in your young 20s. Yeah. So many of us, like, we don't live. We don't, And at 23, you know, it was different because I was, like, the second out of my group of friends to have a baby. And okay. both of us had our baby, luckily, at the same time so we could be there for each other. But it wasn't until I was a mom I realized how bad of a friend I was to my mom friends. I'm like, dang, I should be there for her more. Like, and you don't realize it because... You don't realize how much mothers do until you're a mom. <laughs> like That's a fact. You're not just a mom for a couple of hours a day. Even when your child is not in your presence, you're a mom. Yeah. Thinking about how, how am I going to put, what food are they going to eat tonight? Do they have enough diapers? Are all of their clothes clean? Because they run through like 50 pairs of clothes a day. Like, Girl. <laughs> it's so different things like do I have enough money to pay for daycare like you know am I ready for another child do they need a sibling like do they have everything they need and it's it's so many things that you're constantly thinking like being a mom your mindset changes but I think the most important thing is to remember you're still you like you can't only be a mom because you won't enjoy it now some women do some women love being a mom so much but they're weird <laughs> I talk about that a lot like <laughs> I can't be friends with moms who only talk about their kids. It's like, I love my children to death and I will talk about them all day long. But if that's all we got to talk about, child, like right. we can't go on a vacation together. <laughs> I need a break sometimes. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you definitely need that break. Definitely. Mm -hmm. So talk, tell us about how, how this propelled you like to really crank it up because you were already a personal mm -hmm. trainer before you had kids, right? At a point. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So like, how, went, so how did this get you back into like doing your thing? And then the whole recreated brand, like, I just love it. Like, <laughs> so I realized that a lot of women related to me because I've always been transparent when I was going through postpartum depression, because mind you, I just had a baby seven months ago, mm -hmm. but I realized I had postpartum depression when my four-year-old was about to be one. So I was one of the first people I knew when I was 24, about to be 24 at the time. And I was being transparent on my timeline. Like, hey, y'all, 
this is what I'm dealing with right now. And so many people were like, damn, like, I feel like that too, if they had a baby as young as me. Or even my older following was like, you know, this this young girl is saying some things like she's she's showing us and I always lead by example I'm not going to preach to you about something that I don't you know completely understand or completely have felt before Mm -hmm. and I realized that recovery from motherhood that was an empty niche and people needed me like even though I was an athlete I was starting from square one because after you have a baby your body is different (laughs) like your body so different and mind you I was 23 so I recovered but I didn't like I said I didn't do anything for those first 11 months so I couldn't do like you see me do the sit-ups on the on the kickboxing bag I couldn't even do a full sit-up from the ground so I had to literally start from square one and people love to see a journey people love like People saw me for three years from that moment I realized I had postpartum depression. They got to see me get strong again, start training other people, start training other people. And I was really famous for my mommy and me workouts. Yeah. People got to see my child be right there with me. I was big on strollers and, and baby carrying. Like, that's a part of our culture. So mm-hmm. I did everything when my baby strapped on to me because sometimes all they do is cry. And it's like, okay, I, if I know I need this hour to sweat and feel better and get some good endorphins, well, come on, jump on my back then. Like, yeah. we about to still get done. And when you when you do things like that, your child watches everything you do. They become a part of it. And other moms were like, dang. Or even other people were like, if she could do this with a baby strapped on her, why can't I? And it, other moms like, okay, maybe they didn't relate to me when I was kickboxing and doing jujitsu and everything else, but they related to me when they saw me after having a baby. So when I really, I got a whole different following from that because at first, you know, everybody can't relate to the athlete or the girl that's kickboxing and and flipping people all over the gym, (laughs) but they can relate to a mom that has a baby that just wants to feel like herself again. So my platform shifted and I realized it was an underserved community and it really just took off when I realized you have to realize who you're serving and who you're talking to. And that's where the marketing comes in. You can't market to everybody. Everybody is not your salesperson, but when you realize who your customer is and who your consumer is, you talk to them, you talk to them as often as possible. Mm -hmm. And then they speak back. So that's really what took off. Even everybody I'm training now is a mom or it's a woman that wants to feel like herself again i have only two male clients and either they're overweight or they were just a friend from years ago and they just know what i'm capable of but for the most part i don't even cater to men like it's not about you i don't even want to spend my time you know focusing on you because i have bigger things and so much more to do and then men come on to you and as a married woman i don't play those games like about to disrespect me my husband and my children but sue don't disrespect yourself like i don't even want to give you the time of day because it's not worth it to me and i would rather give more energy into somebody who's going to take me seriously and use what i'm trying to do rather than trying to use me and think they're going to get somewhere with me because right. we're not on that type of time ever right. not ever ever i have so um in my first season, I interviewed a girl named Devin who makes the candles and stuff like that. And she mm-hmm. had briefly mentioned how she had postpartum depression. So I guess I know three people. Okay. Yeah. How she had had postpartum depression and how it just like, 
she just realized she wasn't happy like you know as like all the moms she saw on instagram and facebook they always look so happy with their kids and she just said she didn't feel that way so um she was just talking about how that kind of she got into holistic more like holistic healing and things Mm -hmm. like that and um that's how she got into making the candles that she makes that are infused with crystals and they all have different meanings and oh yeah Look, I got some wax melts at the house. I should have sent them to you today with um those waste beads I sent. I got some. I'm gonna have to check her out for real. I'm gonna go find it. Yeah, it's on Etsy. I'll send you her link. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I think the one the one I have at the house right now is protecting my peace. That's the one mm-hmm. I have, and they smell so good. But um, I just think it's phenomenal that just like as a mother you and like all these other mothers who have found their niche after having their kids and especially like to be able to find it and monetize it not saying you have to monetize everything that you figure out is good something that's good for you you know firsthand I didn't want to go back to personal training right I know that's why I was surprised I was like she's taking clients again what is this about (laughs) personal training is like being somebody's boyfriend I tell people all the time like I am in your business what you eat today what you doing what you doing tomorrow like are you showing up where you at like a personal trainer is a very heavy job and people just see you know as posing or the workouts like it's so much more than that because the first thing people do when they're going through something is they stop coming to the gym first thing people do like that's the you're the last thing on their mind when Mm -hmm. people are really upset or going through something or lose their job or whatever like that's almost like um it's a luxury it's a luxury to be able to afford a gym membership it's a luxury to be able to go and find time in your day to take care of yourself but why why isn't it one of the first things you think of so it's really one of those things that's really hard because so many people have gym memberships they don't use for months and you just be like you know if you're not under contract where you at like yeah it's a choice so I used to get very frustrated with how people treated my time and you just, you get smarter, you get lawyers, you get contracts, you you get waivers and you just mm-hmm. learn. When I first started really personal training, I was like 19, 20 and you know, now I'm 28. So I've learned a lot <laughs> along the way and I've walked away and came back because it's not, it's one of those things you have to grind for yourself. You have to be your own marketer. You have to be your own assistant. <laughs> you know, you, you run your own schedule. You have to check in with people. You're your own um, accountant. Did you pay your, here, here's your invoice. Like, did you pay for this month type thing? So it, it's a lot to run a business, especially something like fitness. And it, it was just one of those things. I felt like I wanted to focus on my children more, but even in the middle of the pandemic, so many people asked me when I started back working out online and posting my home workouts, which I was so surprised about. I wasn't in the gym for five months. I didn't even touch a weight for five months, mm-hmm. but I had over 30 people ask me, hey, Cree, will you per- are you personal training? Where do you per- work out at? Y'all ain't seen a single workout in the gym. What you mean, where do I work out at? Like, I work out in my front yard or my backyard. Right, at my house. <laughs> right here, y'all see the workouts. Like, yeah. that's literally... I lost so much weight just working out at home and I realized this is a very underserved community and I'm still needed in this space and then when my husband he wasn't working for 10 months because he was laid off at the at the top of the pandemic I'm like okay let me get back to doing what I love like it was just almost like God pushing me because I was so adamant on I'm only working out with my friends 
I'm only, you know, I'm only focused on myself right now. Personal training just isn't in my life. Like it's a pandemic y'all. And then my friends started disrespecting me and I started getting all these business opportunities where I was like, see, y'all forgot who I was. Like, let me get back to it. And it just, it, it took off in a way I wasn't prepared for, but I'm happy it did because before I had my second child, I had a thousand followers. Now I have almost 4,000 followers. And she's only seven months old. And that's organic following. Like I have a high engagement and I would rather do that than, you know, buy my followers or anything else because these are people. I have followers in Africa, followers in Japan, followers all over the world who genuinely like me and what I'm doing. I have people in Europe who are like, hey, when you come to this country, come visit my gym. And I'm like, bet. Like, that's just, I love to travel. So I'm getting to connect with all these different people on a whole different scale. And it's really organic and beautiful because this was something I tried to walk away from just because of my experiences and my negative experiences. But you can never let something that's truly meant for you take away from your gifts. And I don't let the negative things like having a stalker that I used to train or things like that you know, take away from the positivity. I get beautiful messages every day. I get people who like, hey, I did this workout this morning before I even post. Like, I already have a bunch of mentions. And it's just, I, I'm just amazed that God uses me in a way that I can help people. Because although I do have people pay me, I do so much for free. And I'm grateful for, to be able to do both, <laughs> honestly. Right. It's like that saying, um, if you really love something, do it for free or like yeah. it's something like that. It's something like that. If you really love something, do it for free years and see how it works out. Something like that. So like yeah. for me, you know, I do, um, the waste bee videos on YouTube. Mm-hmm. I am literally giving y'all the sauce. Like I'm telling you how to make this stuff so you don't have to go through all the ups and downs and make right. mistakes and like you don't have to do any of that because for me the reason I do that part for free is because when I started making waste beads so I learned from a class that I took but she didn't really tell me exactly what I needed to do or like what type of beads there were. Right. what type of string there was so like a lot of stuff was like trial and error like I started with the elastic string I hate that string <laughs> I hate the elastic string so like I was just like I'm just gonna start making videos about what works and what doesn't work and right. like now it's just like it's 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 slowly like blowing up but it's blowing up and I'm just like everybody the people who leave comments they're always so positive and they're always just like wow thank you so much because now I don't have to go through this this and this because you already told me what I need to get and like even sometimes people will be like okay I look for that string but they were sold out what other string can I get like they like it's just for me it's more rewarding to be able to help somebody who's on their way to trying Mm -hmm. to get you know somewhere than it is for me to hold on to information and just be like, I'm not going to share this with anybody. Let them figure it out. You know, and like, that's just for making waste beads. I feel like for you, for being a personal trainer, like you get to help people achieve their goal. And like, even though you do probably have to deal with people like cursing you out in their head a lot, like when you you make them do that. Oh, and give me 20 burpees for disrespecting me. Right. (laughs) (laughs) And like, I mean, but I mean, you get to help people along the way. And on my last episode with um, Rahman Ali, 
the owner of a fighter for like the boxing gym off metropolitan he was just talking about how he better himself and you know in bettering himself he was able to help better other people and i feel like yeah i feel like that's a lot that comes along with like being a personal trainer i think that you definitely have the like the right mindset for and like the that that ability to overcome adversity and to show people that especially um with being a personal trainer like they need to know that their trainer has been through some things and has overcome some things i feel like personal trainers always have a story like they always got a story (laughs) so what's crazy is i'm i make way more money with a corporate job and personal training now because people have seen my journey than i did back when i was in college studying exercise science which is crazy like i used to work in a gym personal train go to class but now i have (laughs) even more people who care because they've seen me be 220 pounds and get back yes i would girl i'm five seven i ain't little like i still can't believe this yeah yeah like you know again i wasn't relatable when i was doing mma and i was walking around 160 170 right They've seen me drop 30 pounds, drop 40 pounds, and not in a way where you question if I it was, I really did it. No, I literally show the workouts. Like, they literally saw me go from a size 12 to a size 10 to a size 7. Like, people, and you can't question if I did it or not because you literally see me. You see me on one trip with my, you know, stretch marks and looking hefty, and you see me on my next trip, and I'm snapped together for Virgo Girl. season. Like, come on now. Like, you cannot question it because I literally drop my workouts every week. So it's one of those things where, like you said, if you if you really love it, do it for free. And that's what I did. Like, this summer to the point where people were begging me, hey, will you train me? And when I really needed the money, I was like, yes. And one yes turned into 10 yeses. Mm-hmm. And then 10 yeses turned into 20. And then it's just like, wow. And people want to do this on Zoom. Yeah. That's what like it's so easy like it's so easy but it's also very hard some personal trainers didn't know how to switch I went luckily I have a corporate job so I understood you know meetings on Skype and Zoom because we literally had to go virtual I haven't seen my co-workers in eight months Mm -hmm. but for somebody who who relies on that in person and I do too. I would rather be face-to-face with people, but if it's not safe, it's not safe. Especially like if you have asthma, if you have some type of chronic illness, if you have any type of risk, or even my niches, new moms, mm-hmm. they don't want to be, you know, in a gym. It took me months to even return to the gym. And the only reason I returned back to the gym is because I had to be honest with my husband five months postpartum. I was like, okay, I'm really taking off on social media. I'm loving the home workouts, but I need a break. <laughs> I work from home. I'm a mom from home. I'm not seeing any of my friends. I'm not seeing any of my family. I had a baby in the middle of a pandemic. I was like, I need to go back to the gym. I'm going to find a private gym, a small, modest gym. And I need to start back lifting weights outside of the backyard because you know, I just need that time for me. Again, I was trying to be ahead of the game before I even got postpartum a second time, because that's another thing too. You have postpartum one time, you're susceptible to have it another time, Mm. especially if 
have any type of things like bipolar disease, schizophrenia, which all runs in my family. Mm -hmm. So I'm one of those people that's very aware of my mental health and very aware when I feel like, you know, I'm not right or somebody around me is not right. I'm, I'm very quick to be like, hey, therapist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so like, but, you know, that's not huge in the black community. And I just wanted to be ahead of the game because I didn't want to suffer a second time, yeah. especially when one with a, a job like you know I can't be the only one holding it down and then mentally I'm not strong right now so that's why I even went back to the gym 2020 in the first place because I, you know everything I was losing weight yeah but like mentally am I okay right now so that was that was one thing too I had to get back into the gym and that first month even my personal trainer she was like you're not training no more and I'm like nah like I don't want to train right now All I can say is thank God, because eventually it, it was like, it was stupid for me to keep saying no. Mm -hmm. And I love what I do. And I was helping so many people online. I was just like, you know what? Why not? Like, I need the money more than anything right now. My family needs the money. And I genuinely love this. So mm -hmm. I started back. The shop was back open. I'm back taking clients. And it's really been bigger it took off so quick I wasn't prepared for it but it's a blessing to be here and I'm excited for the day where I really do have to walk away from my corporate job because I got a number right exactly <laughs> it's written down okay but, hey I'm serious I, I already said once I make four times my salary in yeah. personal training or I have the ability to mm -hmm. or I'm about to sign a contract because <laughs> I'm not gonna give y'all all the sauce but I'm just I don't go for one person that's all I'm gonna say right um don't put all your eggs in one basket. That's how that Never. goes. <laughs> Never. I, I make business moves. And right. um, there, there's a number that I'm going to walk away from my corporate job at. And if it comes next year, then it comes next year. But I know what the ceiling is. And my corporate job will never pay me that. <laughs> yeah. What about these, um, these bands, the Cree bands that are always sold out that I can't never get because I always miss them. I don't know how restock next week and i the thing is i don't even build the hype for the restock because as soon as i drop it i usually sell out that day um <laughs> resistant bands are so helpful they're different because than weights because the points you, you you just have to use them to really get it but the way they help moms is is different because you can do a lot of stuff while holding your baby right. so build the glutes all everybody wants the booty so i got the glute bands and the three pack that um that are always are, sold out those stay sold out <laughs> those stay sold out like i cannot keep those in stock and i was really surprised because it was my first product and it was just me testing the waters do people even want to buy this from me and every time I don't keep them in stock for two days. And I just, I thank God for my community because I've dropped the ball sometimes <laughs> and saying I was going to have a restock and then my restock wasn't ready. And, you know, it, I just hate to let cousins who are waiting for you because there are so many girls that sell different things. And I know even girls that follow me and they do it too. Like they sell the glute bands, but it takes a special person who watches your stuff every day, who likes and comments on it. They want to get it from you. 
even if there's somebody else, there has literally been times where I'm like, hey, go get them from so-and-so. When somebody's asked like, hey, um, how do I get the bands to do this workout? And I'm like, she has them like, you know, she goes to the same gym I do. Why not? Because, you know, that's just showing love and love comes back. I mean, and sometimes true, people but... like, no, when do you restart? Right, and I'm exactly. Like, I'm like, but I don't want to buy from her. I'm trying to buy right, from right. you. And <laughs> I get like, and as a small business owner, like, that's so special. Like, yeah. you genuinely want to wait for me? Like, that's, yeah. that's love. And I just, I can't wait to have the point where my bands are not always sold out. Like, I don't like seeing that. I don't like feeling like that, especially when five, ten people have asked me, hey, when's the restock? And I'm like, you know, China wins the restock. Like, <laughs> I gave y'all my money. But it's so many things outside of my control. And so many things you learn as a business owner that you just have to go with the flow and take the lessons and learn. <laughs> right. That's true. Because I've been asking you about them bands since like November. I feel yeah. Like. The biggest thing was I was trying to get stuff trademarked because a lot of people stole from me. They stole my logo. So this logo, oh. my friends, somebody, um, they took the dumbbells. They took the fitness. Somebody stole my um, my domain name. So it, I got a lot of hatred that I wasn't prepared for either because I'm not as big as I want to be. Like, I'm only getting right. bigger. I have some really huge plans. And I wasn't prepared for the, the backlash, especially from people that I've helped before. That was the most hurtful thing for me from starting a business because people didn't see the struggles Unless I brought it, brought the attention on it, people didn't see the stuff behind closed doors that I dealt with uh, one time and everybody around me said, Cree, that was personal um, around election time. My largest shipment, I had took a video of it and I dropped it off at a different um, USPS and I usually went to, whole shipment went missing. That was over $400 for me to replace. Wow. Mind you, my job to supplement my husband not working. Right. I was just like, dang, not only do I have to replace that, it's not profit. <laughs> it's not profit. It's coming straight out of my budget now. Mm-hmm. And that was like really hard for me because Christmas was coming the next month. And it, it was just stressful and I wasn't prepared for it. And I was going back to work. I had literally just went back to work like the week before. So I was already handling like getting a schedule together for my corporate job. And now I'm having to replace something that was supposed to bring me additional money while I was on maternity leave. And, you know, additional money because unemployment dropped to only $600 and we had a house that we moved into. Yeah. And now I had to replace everything and also still be a good business owner and still, you know, make sure that people understood one, like your order is not coming in what I said it was coming. And two, you know, I have to replace something and now give you something a little extra because a lot, a lot of that shipment, I think I had gave away five things too. So it was also giveaway items in that shipment. Man. And I was just like, so that was like some of the behind the scenes. And I literally took the month of December to not sell. I didn't, I didn't, uh, what's it called? I didn't promote my, my, I literally took it out of all of my bios, recreated.com. I did not post about recreated. I did not post a single workout with resistant bands because I needed a break. <laughs> and my website still got clicks. Yeah. I, just out of curiosity, like somebody emailed me through my website and was just like, hey, when are you restocking? I'm like, why did you even go to recreated.com? There's literally not a single post of mine where I tell you to go there. 
and it was just like dang like people still care i literally meditated uh december 2020 was like am i even going to do this 2020 2021 because now that i'm back personal training i don't have to sell a product anymore like i always tell people your business can be two ways you're either providing a service or a product but when you can do both you will always have customers come back because one they're going to come back from what they can learn from you and your service and two, they're going to come back for your products, especially if you have this type of products where they're only going to want more from you. Have a good product and have a good service and you will always have loyal customers. Right. Right. So. Yeah. I, I can't get your bands, but um. <laughs> today is what, January 17th? Uh-huh. They'll be back in stock Wednesday. So that's literally a week from now. That's going to be January 23rd. I'm gonna look then. I mean, you know, my birthday is coming up. My birthday is January 25th, so <laughs> I'm definitely gonna have to look. I'll take some out and we'll do a workout together since I know that's your love language. Oh, yeah. That <laughs> <laughs> yes, and then so, um, my, my in laws actually got us some uh some pull-up resistant bands um because they know you know we, you know we work out over here you've been in my garage you've seen what it is like so <laughs> yes <laughs> so um but yeah so i got those and then i found one band that was similar to yours at marshall's and i picked it up because i was like i ain't never gonna get crease bands so i picked it up at marshall's it was 10 bucks and i got me one and it was 10 for one at Marshall's. Let me write that down so I can raise my prices. <laughs> <laughs> right. No. I should have looked at, you know how they had the comparison price on there. I should have looked at the little mm -hmm. comparison price on the box. But I think I, I took the box to the recycling center. But yeah, the box yeah. is gone. Huh? I'm going a, I'm to a, I'm a, I'm a take one out of stock just for you. And we're going to do a workout together. Okay. But yeah, they're restocking next week. And Honestly, I, like Kendra, I really didn't know if I was going to bring the bands back. Really? I really didn't know. I got a lot of bullying about it. And then with the whole, with that was one of my last shipments. Mm. And after I replaced that shipment, I sold the rest of what I used to re-up with and replace everything that was lost in the mail. And I didn't, <laughs> I didn't do it again. I literally, like I said, December 2020, I really sat and was just like, God... <laughs> Am I still in bands next year? Because I don't like this. Like, I don't like the profit loss. I don't, I don't like people stealing my ideas. I don't like people stealing from me. It, it was just a lot that I wasn't prepared for. And yeah. I'm glad they did it while I only had, you know, a smaller following. Because when I take off this year, yeah, have all my ducks in a row, for real, for real. Yeah. So... I mean, I, was I like the idea that you are a personal trainer who sells a product. Like, I like the bands. I feel like, I feel like you could get into like the big water bottles. Too. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, I already have an idea. I have water. I have, I have a lot. I have, I know my next 10 items. Okay. But one money at the same time, I'm still the only one working right now. Right. And you know, employment ain't shit when you made 70 grand a year yeah i'm the one who's supplementing that and it's just one of those things you got to make sure your bills are paid at the end of the day and just take care of the family so if 
once my husband lands work again, I'm sure I can put more into my business, but I also have lawyer fees. I'm also trademarking and things like that because y'all not about to play with me. <laughs> right. And trademarking is actually expensive from what I'm hearing. I haven't trademarked anything like for my business yet. Um, just because I don't really, I'm not really sure what I would necessarily trademark. It, now, I have to tell you, I have to tell you about something that I have in the works that I um, am getting commission to do, but I have to tell you off, off yeah, camera, you know, off mic. Everything out there. Honestly, I wouldn't even say that you're not trademarked out here publicly because yeah. people steal all your little ideas, man. I mean, that's true. That's crazy to me, though. That It's crazy to me, like, how cutthroat like the entrepreneurial or the business world can be specifically the fitness world it's just the like fitness world is cutthroat the way people did me with some of the challenges and stuff i did i'm just like for real now you know you saw that on my page but okay you got 20 more thousand followers than i do so it don't matter because your little people gonna bully me so you, you i had to learn to really pick my battles but the thing was What's for you is for you. Yep. Even as much as my feelings were hurt, once I really started monetizing my platform and growing, I had so much more love than the hate, but I focused on the hate because it was personal. And mm-hmm. I had to learn from that. I had to learn. I'm like, I, I really had to start following those celebrity trainers and celebrities because I didn't really used to, you know, clutter my feet with people I didn't relate to or know personally. Right. But once I saw like... As soon as a celebrity posts, within three minutes, their haters will be in the comments. Oh, yeah. That means you follow, <laughs> you follow them, and you knew they were posting, and you still commented that. That's a sickness, but you're also <laughs> a fan. Like, at the end of the day, you're a fan because you once took the time to comment. Yeah. <laughs> engagement. <laughs> you took the time to follow them. Engagement. And they still getting paid way more than what you're worth. And once I realized celebrities in three minutes had haters, of course I'm going to have haters. Yeah, you definitely going to have haters. And I, I, it really hurt my feelings. It was people from my hometown, people who I knew personally, people whose business I put, I fed into because I never asked for a discount. I always pay full price because I want people to me the same respect. Yeah. And I realized too, when I did from my own business standpoint, when I watered stuff down and when I gave people those freebies, people abused it. Mm-hmm. It'd be the people that you gave a discount to who will be like, oh, I'm not showing up after you're already 20 minutes late. What you mean? I got two babies at home. Why am I here? Like the people who pay me full price never do that. And that is, that is an absolute fact. I had to cut ties with a long time client for my, from my photography business because uh-huh. she scheduled an appointment um, once and then she rescheduled it. I did not charge her a rescheduling fee. So mm-hmm. we rescheduled it. And then it got close to that date. She wanted to reschedule it again. I did not charge her a fee because I have been shooting with this girl for four years. So, mm-hmm. and then she rescheduled that one again. And so I told her, I said, the next time you reschedule, I'm going to have to charge you a fee and you're going to have to repay your deposit. I will not be able to put you on my calendar until then. And then she got an attitude with me. 
and just started going off in the text message. So I was just like, you know, I'm trying to keep it professional because as a black owned business, we have the worst reputation with our own people. Because I know that if I was not a melanated woman of color, you would not have come at me with that attitude. You would not have said anything to me about rescheduling because you would have stuck to your date. But since I'm black and you're black, you feel like you can talk to me like that and have these kind of conversations with me. So, (laughs) I mean... was just girl she was just like well i didn't even shoot in september and how why should i be having to pay why should you be having to pay you blocked up my schedule for four months i had plenty of people asking to shoot on those days and i was telling them no because you were there and i was not collecting deposits off of you like i wasn't collecting nothing off of you so like that is money that's gone that's time that's gone i had scheduled time for my parents to keep my kids like asking my husband is he gonna be off of work like what you mean how inconsiderate of you and then to turn around when I'm like you know what we're not seeing eye to eye on this I have a couple other photographers that I can refer you to and then right. for you to be like well I I didn't mean for you to feel like you couldn't work with me anymore I saw you as more of a photographer how manipulative manipulative girl like Kendra, it was so many people. I used to be like, hey, I'm not personal training. Go work with her. I'm not personal training. Go go to her page. Reach out to her. Tell her Cree sent you. Them same girls stole from me after I put thousands of dollars in your pocket. <laughs> that's crazy. It's crazy to me. And like, so like that's, and like, so that whole situation, I just was like, I don't even know. Like, and with photography, I go back and forth with photography a lot. That's why I like, it used to be a business and I closed that business because I was like, it's too much for me to be dealing with people and their schedules and all of their bullshit. And I'm not making no money off of this. And being a photographer is expensive as fuck. Okay, like cameras are expensive, lenses are expensive, lighting is expensive. If you don't have a studio in your house and you're trying to rent, you know, a studio space for a couple hours, that's expensive. And then for people to turn around and be like, oh, I'm late. Are you going to make up my time? No, the fuck I'm not. I'm not making up your time. You missed your time. I didn't miss your time. I was here. Like, I done booked this space. We at these places. Like, I've showed up. I'm paying for my parking. Like, come on, dog. Like, and maybe, you know, that was just me because I wasn't doing it right the first time. <laughs> but I was just like, you I, I, yeah, you live and you learn. But like, I'm just like, photography is just something that everybody's like, well, why don't you do photography full time? Because. Y'all make it hard. So I totally understand your battle with personal training because people make it hard. <laughs> people make it so hard, especially, and that's one thing too. I, I worked in a gym for years and working in the gym made me not want to work out when all I love, like at the end of the day, I'm an athlete. I will always choose my body over the stress of chasing people around. Now, if you meet me halfway, I will always always pass the baton I will always be there like I will not let you down Mm -hmm. but when I have to chase you baby I don't chase my men and I don't chase my clients show up or don't (laughs) you sign a contract for every minute you're late you have 10 burpees period after 10 minutes I'm going home because I don't even want to sit here and watch you do 100 burpees right like it's just expect me and tell me you're not coming on time 
your makeup session is within a week if <laughs> see it's just and that it's hard it's really hard because like i mean at the end of the day, like I said, as a black business owner, we have such a bad rep with our own community about how we, how we do business. But like, I don't think that the black consumer is holding themselves accountable for the bullshit that they're making black business owners put up with. It's like hard on other black people. Mm -hmm. We're times harder on other black people than we are for a white person. The things I see your Nike Adidas, Jim Shark get away with mm-hmm. that. I see how people like. I saw people talking so much shit during the holidays about not getting packages, bruh. We just had an election. <laughs> it's holiday times. You're complaining about a Black Friday shipment. It's been three weeks. Right. It's also a pandemic, and everybody is at home ordering shit. <laughs> It's also a whole panoramic we're in. Right, a whole panorama out here. Like <laughs> I had one day my mailman scared the shit out of me pulling up to my mailbox a Sunday evening. Mm-hmm. I said, what y'all doing on a Sunday? I didn't like they were like, man, we doing overtime. I was like, bruh, I'm sorry you even had to come to my house. Cause <sighs> Yeah. Yeah, like it was real out here this holiday season. I heard my mail truck out there on Sundays. I put a little gift in their box. I gave my mail person a gift uh, this year. I was like, because you been working, right. sis. Right. It's the beat. All my packages got here on time. So, <laughs> but yeah, like certain, certain businesses is hard. Personal yeah. training, that's hard. Being a photographer, like it's hard, but it can be easy, but it also can be hard. I was actually talking to it could be so easy but people make y'all life hard they, i'm not one of me and you gonna shoot this year because you're on my i got you on my vision board but yeah i was talking to my brother today my brother just got into photography and he was talking to, girl it's so crazy that you know my brother anyway <laughs> I can't believe how much we've been around each other but weren't around each other and you're only a year older than me so i'm like how did i know micah and i know you but right it's yeah. all good. Yeah. So like he, uh, so Mike is getting into photography and he was like, yeah, I'm trying to, I think I'm gonna stick to like landscape and that's it. Because he was like, Micah, like you've met Micah before, you know him. Micah is not really a people type of person. Like he's, Micah is great to talk to once he knows you, but Micah has always been just very nonchalant, very chill, very like straight face. Like he's not here for the gimmicks. Like he's not here for the game. <laughs> observing he's not the person working the room like right <laughs> exactly he is observing micah has always been an observer and like he just he was like i don't really want to deal with people like i don't want to <laughs> shoot people <laughs> and oh, i was like huh um i i'm friends with some real estate agents they need real estate agent photography that's true i could i, I let him know but you know okay so he lives in california so i have to let him know but california <laughs> <laughs> Got some beautiful houses and they're worth millions. They do, they do. I mean, it's some beautiful scenery. He sh- sent me a picture he took um today because he wanted me to critique it for him. But I mean, it looked great. But um, <laughs> yeah, like, and it's just like he was just like, I just don't want to deal with people. And I was explaining to him like some of the things that I've dealt with, and like I was telling him about like shooting kids' birthday parties, and he was like, Why would somebody want a pr- photographer at their kids' birthday parties? And I was like, Micah. No. Like, <laughs> 
and I don't and if I'm the host I can't also be the photographer right <laughs> I was like Micah they need pictures of the setup the table they want pictures of the kids but if the kids crying it's gone because <laughs> kids are always too. crying at their birthdays I want that too I want to show them at 16 and embarrass them this is what you did right <laughs> Yeah, I always, my sister has a Canon and she she's not, she's kind of like you with photography, like, and she's a lot like Micah. I'm not dealing with people. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> I don't want to deal with people. She's like, especially like Instagram people. And she's like, uh-uh, they're too much for me. So my sister has a nice camera that literally collects dust. And um, she, she does shoot the children's birthday parties. I always want those memories. Yeah. Even like Halloween, I wanted to do like some trunk or treating type thing like you did, but I wanted a photographer to be there. And um, at the end of the day, it's a pandemic. And even those memories you want to capture. So, yeah. Yeah, but like, yeah. Um, I'm still not ready to make that a business again. It's just a little, yeah. a little hobby <laughs> as far as I'm concerned. That is okay. I think sometimes we need to have our gifts because a lot of people don't realize I play music mm -hmm. and I never post it because sometimes you have to have things that are just truly things you just enjoy. And you also have to have discernment when you let people see your gifts and you share your gifts because sometimes things are strictly for you. I post every day. Y'all don't have to see me post <laughs> my violin and my piano and things like that. That's something that I just do to clear my head sometimes. I don't mm -hmm. want y'all commenting on it. Like, so it's okay to have those gifts. And one thing about photography that I love is like a picture says a thousand words. And I totally respect the people that are just like, Hey, you know, I don't want to work with you or I don't want to work with people or I don't even want to charge people for this because I pay a pretty penny for some of the photography I get done, but you know, it matters. It matters how people care and it matters how much they put into it because I have photographers who will give me my proofs in 24 hours and I have photographers who I won't, I know I won't see my work for at least a month. <laughs> right, right. That's true. And see like, and then the other thing with me, I have a very quick turnaround. I'm going to go home. Yeah. I'm going to upload the images. I'm going to send you the link. You're going to have them. Pick your picture that you want me to edit like yeah so like for me that's why I just felt so disrespected so I understand your district your feeling of disrespect if, especially from people that you knew and that you was putting on like chick I've been shooting you for four years and you had a nerve the audacity the gall to disrespect me like that in my time in my calendar after I let you reschedule four times and girl the first time to reschedule girl I was just lost and confused at that time I just thought like I didn't even text her back after that whole I thought you I thought about you as more than a photographer how how we only talk when you want me to shoot you how how I realized that too though people really <laughs> thought we were friends and I was your personal trainer like and that's one thing like when I had kids I have a no like there's not an excuse in the book you could tell me that makes me feel better about you not showing being a no-show. Mm -hmm. The least you can do is cancel and give me a heads up. But when you completely ignore me and then I see you on Twitter at night. Yeah. <laughs> where the fuck were you earlier? Like, come on now. I got two kids at home. Yeah. You wasted my gas money. Oh, my God. <laughs> 
you wasted my resources yes. because one like you said i either had to ask somebody to watch my kids during this moment so yeah you can't let people play with you because they no. will yeah, like I could have been doing a whole different thing that like I could have been at home making waste bees, something that I actually it do for money and yeah. I don't have to worry about no deposit on it because people are gonna pay for it and I'm gonna make it and send it to them. Like, girl, yeah. waste my time. A waste of time. A whole waste. Like just man. Woo, that was just a frustrating moment for me. And I'm not even one of those business owners who posts like posts, who posts like conversations and stuff on Facebook, but I was so upset. I posted that conversation. I blacked out her name, but I posted that conversation. I had a screenshot people so people know exactly what type of time you're on. Look at this. <laughs> I done called out quite a few people and I always screenshot. Yeah, the screenshot's still in my phone. I deleted the conversation on Facebook after everybody commented on it and was like, basically everybody was like, you're better than me because I would have cursed her out. <laughs> you Y'all y'all don't understand how much growing it's it beautiful. took. <laughs> oh, man. The funniest thing I had, somebody, um, a paralegal, she was like, you know what? Screenshot every single dollar you put in her pocket. <laughs> and ask for it back. Period. Oh, you you real petty. She was like, "Oh, we don't play those games." No. Said so I respect it. Somebody ever disrespects your time, and when there's money involved, just give them the number. Send a if request you, on um on Cash App. <laughs> give me all that back. <laughs> Cause listen, you can't like one thing about people. I realize no matter who they are. <laughs> You give them an inch. The saying is, they will take a mile. If they're a user. Sis, you didn't say a word. Don't give them <laughs> an inch. Be clear and upfront. One thing about working for yourself, you have to set those boundaries. Yeah. You have to. You do. You have to. Sometimes. It's, it's very hard, especially when you have a relationship. Like maybe you and old girl were not friends, but you had a client relationship to the point where for four years whenever she hit you up and was ready for something even when you closed doors to your business you were like let's go that's right. how it was for me personal training all the people i worked out with i didn't even ask to dine for them when after my second pregnancy i used to i've trained so many people for free just as many clients as i have i have three times as many that i i trained without asking them for a dime and it was an interesting transition. Even my photographer, my main marketing photographer, when I first started Recreative Fitness, he didn't charge me for a thing. That was literally, he, he, was, he worked for a company and all he did was product shots and shoot and do their Instagrams and stuff. And he, he just helped me for free. But when he quit his job and went into freelancing, we had that transition from, okay, now you got to go through my booking site. Right. And I was... And the way he transitioned taught me, like, hey, put a price on it because then people will truly respect you and you will know who's ready to work with you and who you need to make time for. I got all these people that are spending money with me. Why am I still making time to do this for free? Like, yeah. If they're your friends, they will support you at full price because at the end of the day, when I was struggling, those same friends didn't make sure I was straight. I had clients send my children gifts. Mm. <laughs> clients you already pay me right and you're buying my children 
birthday gifts and Christmas gifts. But those same friends who saw my tweets, who saw my close friends' stories. When the next time we working out? When is the next time we working out? Because you ain't see all the shit I was going through? Actually, you at the top of the list. I know you saw it. Like, right. come on. I saw your views on my story. Like, I saw you. I see. You watched me <laughs> about all that stuff. It didn't ask me when, when are we working out. Right. That's perfect. Right. And I realized how much people used me. Mm-hmm. Always know your worth. <laughs> and if you're an entrepreneur, charge it. Right. Period. Because if you don't, people will take advantage of you. Yeah, they will. And that's a fact. That is a fact. I had another photographer tell me that I was not charging enough. He was like, you are not charging enough. He was like, you're not. You're not going to. He's like, you're not going to make any money. You're not charging enough. I was like, I'm not charging enough. I feel like. I feel like I am charging enough. He was like, no, because the reason that you're having the issues with the clients that you're having issues with is because of the type of money that you're charging. He was like, you want clients who are going to show up and be there? You need to charge for clients that are going to show up and be there. You need to charge for the venue that you're going to shoot at because you start charging more, you're going to start attracting higher end clients, which means higher end venues, which means more money in your pocket, which means better you know, publicity for you. And I was yeah. like, Oh, right. Same thing with personal training. So I questioned my prices when mm -hmm. I got back into it. Like, I knew December, December was the month I truly said, hey, I'm getting back into personal training. And I, I sat on it for a week. I was like, do I charge more than my competition? Do I charge less than my competition to try to get, you know, clients? Do I charge what the, the standard rate is right now in the middle of the pandemic? And I talked to a couple of people, every single one of them. These were trainers that I truly respected and that I vented to and who we had grown over the years together as a relationship. They were truly friends to me. Right. And they were like, because you're one a mom, two, this is be your free time. They said, Ch charge your worth and tax. Yeah. They said, don't undercharge because, you know, you're still going to have to pay overhead fees like the people who are in the gym every day. And you're only in the gym three days a week with your clients. You still got to pay the same overhead fees those trainers do. And then you're a mom. <laughs> you're doing this in your free time away from your kids. You have a corporate job. Charge your worth. Don't undercharge. Because I was really going to be like, hey, let me undercharge so I can try to get more people. Because there was a number that I wanted. Right. So after I got that advice, I really sat on it because they were like, you know, you're having all these problems because you won. Don't charge people. I was doing everything for free. Cree doing shit for free. Learned from it. Not <laughs> no and once I realized, you know, okay, let me let me charge my worth. I went to school for this. Like, not yeah. I don't just have a certification or two. I have a bachelor's. Yeah. And I looked at how many trainers don't. I have student loans that I'm paying for. Girl, you better charge. You better pay off those student loans. <laughs> I wrote down the number I wanted from personal training before. I said I wanted X amount of thousand dollars a month. And then I wrote down, like, I really was just like, okay, how many, how much per client am I going to charge for virtual? How much per client am I going to charge for in-person training? And how much do I need of each to reach that goal? Mm-hmm. I made that go one relationship. That's what's up. I still have other people to respond to. You do. 
<laughs> when you, especially when you write things out, you're literally manifesting it. You just have to, like I broke it down by people, by, you know, small goals help you reach your big goals. And when I first wrote down that number, I was like, you know, how, I don't know how I'm gonna get there, but I really had to take the time to be like, hey, I'm gonna get there by charging this many people this much. And I found them. Yeah. And it, it wasn't as hard as I thought it would be. And it came way quicker than I thought it would. So the biggest thing is like knowing your worth, especially when you come to your business and making those small, smart goals so you can do it. Yes, I'm gonna absolutely be a millionaire one day, but I don't become a millionaire by not making the steps to become a thousandaire. Right. Like, I got to make six figures a year before I make seven figures a year. You absolutely do. You do. <laughs> so it's one of those things, you know, you, you, you don't just jump from A to Z. You got to you gotta go B, C, D, E, you know, from there yeah. on. Yeah. I'm glad that I learned the lessons I did while I was small. Because if I would have learned, if imagine, I can only imagine losing a shipment that was worth $4,000 compared to $400. Yes. I would have been shook. Yeah. But now I know, hey, maybe you need to charge a little bit more on the front end so you can go to FedEx instead of USPS so that, because FedEx has um, insurance on their packages. Right, right. Yeah, I started shipping my, I lost, one package that was worth like 60 or 70 bucks and i was just like nope it's not doing usps I, anymore oh yeah you don't gotta learn a lesson too many times like i said learn that lesson <laughs> grow from it yeah or you that lesson again yeah i replaced everything in that package for her and like she yeah. was okay with she was okay with me not you know giving her the money back but i replaced everything in that package for her and gave her right. extra so like in the end, I lost money and still lost more money because I had to make everything over and then gave her more because I was like, how, how, like, how does the package make it to the, the last stop that it needs to get to? And then all of a sudden it just disappears. It just disappears. It's just gone. The post office just has it somewhere. So I was just like, no, UPS. And everybody's like, UPS is expensive. It's expensive, but they don't lose my shit. Exactly. <laughs> exactly and one thing i learned too is like okay i'm dropping hoodies soon set in line let's go but okay. i'm not shipping these through the same people that lost my resistant bands right I was 30 dollars. these are not right <laughs> and as a business owner i'm not gonna say you know give people a price honestly kendra shipping is going to be free i'm gonna charge everything the front end and then tell yeah. them it's free yeah, I actually have a, there's actually like a secret code you can put in on my website to get free shipping. And it's really not too secret because I told them that it's free shipping for life. If they put this code in and I'm going to say it one more time, it's a code. It's just tie me, T-I-E-M-E, right, write it down, <laughs> T-I-E-M-E, one word. If you put it in on my website, all your shipping is free. I and love it. Yeah, it's a, I, I said it, I put it on my um face, my Instagram a while ago. And like, it's only got used, I, I think only like five people have used it. And everybody else just be paying, paying for shipping. And I just be like, I just really want people to know that they could have free shipping. They just got to put that code in. 
on everything you know i usually give your second like i write down hey on your next shipment either i give you a code for five dollars off or free shipping and people sometimes i know people have bought from me before and they literally don't use the codes yeah. and i'm just okay <laughs> look i can lead a horse to water but i can't make you drink i told you what the code was if you didn't want right. to use the code you don't want to use the code if you forgot i, I you forgot you forgot <laughs> but okay give us like two or three marketing tips before we go and then i'm gonna let you get back to your family because i know it's late yeah girl i'm in the gym at 5 a.m tomorrow so okay. i'm about I'll be, up. I'll be up in my garage working out <laughs> yeah, get it tomorrow's arm day for me what you doing um maybe i could do arms tomorrow i my goal is to try to be able to do a full like pull up by the end of 2021 so i've been trying to do <laughs> Let's get it. Bands, I'm coming over. We're going to practice. But <laughs> three marketing tips. For social media. One on social media. Post every day. Okay. How many times? I, is? I don't care how many times you do. Post <laughs> at least once every day. Because people are on their phones every day on social media. You're on your phones, I bet, every day on social media. Post post um second marketing tip know who your consumer is i talked about this earlier know who you're marketing to you don't market to everybody everybody is not your client or your customer All right speak to your clients and your customers because when you start paying for ads they're going to do that much better when you know who to target mm -hmm. and three Don't let the bullshit hurt your money. Right. If you focus on the negativity, then it only grows. Know what you want to grow when it comes to your business and your platform. And don't highlight the bullshit. Because bullshit will come and bullshit stinks on its own. Right. But from a distance, when you see two people arguing, nobody know who the fool is. Right exactly well thank you so much for coming on so this is just is just another gym i'm gonna drop before we go crease gonna be on once a month with me yeah. uh she's gonna be dropping marketing tips and talking about different things um yeah. just regarding business and stuff just because like i like talking to her and i feel like she's a great personality to add in as a regular <laughs> so um she'll be here once a month and y'all tune in for her episodes. She'll be dropping yeah. major gems. I feel like there's a crowd of people clapping somewhere. So <laughs> it's fine. There's, you, you hear it. You it's hear the it. I feel like I hear them like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I always, it's always a pleasure to speak to you, to have your wisdom, to have this conversation because it always just flows between us. And yeah. You know, I look forward to our next conversation. I look forward to my new waist beads that you surprised me with. I'm so excited. You did. <laughs> you do be paying full price. And I do, like, I always want to give you extra. So next time you come over here, I'm going to let you pull something off the rack and you just have it on me. So next time. I've got a lot of stuff I'm working on. When we get off this, I'm going to tell you my, uh, my thing that I just got hired to do. But Ooh, and I need to talk to you about a situation, too. Okay. <laughs> I love y'all. Please follow me on all platforms, TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, yes. Facebook, if you can find me. Recreate it. 
And by the time you see this, or maybe not, I should have resistant bands in stock for both the booty. And I have the long resistant bands. It's an 11 piece set with a door handle, arm handles, and ankle straps from 10 to 50 pounds. So I got you. You don't need weights when you work out with me. I got you on resistant bands. I've lost over 30 pounds with them. We're going to get you together 2021. And then I have the satin line hoodies that are going to be dropping too later I'm this month. I'm excited about these hoodies. Like. Right. So keep our curls intact when it's rainy or when we're in the gym on our Rocky shit. So yes, let's go. <laughs> Thank you for having me. And I hope everyone has a wonderful day or evening after they see this. Yay. Once again, I had to thank my loyal listeners for tuning in to yet another episode of the Hidden Gems podcast. If you're looking for me, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Hidden Gems underscore underscore pod. That's Hidden Gems double underscore pod. You can find me there. You can also find me on YouTube at Kendra's Treasures. All of the video for every episode that I put out except for one right now is... (laughs) is up um, on my YouTube page in the Hidden Gems playlist. So if you want to see, I guess, what the people look like that I interview, (laughs) um, you can go on there and check it out. The um, visuals do have a little more like some of the just like playful banter or little talking that we do before. I do edit a lot um, out (laughs) when I put it on the podcast. But... Thank you so much for tuning in. Check out my YouTube. Check out my Instagram. Check out my Twitter. Oh, and I have a TikTok. My TikTok is still Kendra's Treasures, but you can check it out too. Um, I might change it to Hidden Gems Pod though, but we'll see. We'll see. So anyways, I'll see y'all on the next episode. Thank you for tuning in again and peace.